We're joined by Howie Hawkins to uh, talk about the issue of ranked choice voting. Uh, some people also know it as uh, instant runoff uh, voting. Uh, we have adopted this in New York City, but just for um, primaries. Um, but people would like to see it statewide. Uh, Howie recently the Green Party candidate for, for governor. So, so Howie, can you maybe just quickly explain for people what is ranked choice voting? Well, as a voter, you go into the booth, and instead of just picking your favorite, you get to rank the candidates in order of your preference. So if you're a progressive who likes the Greens but is afraid of the Republicans and then votes Democrat as a lesser evil, you wouldn't have to do that under ranked choice voting. You could rank the Green first, the Democrat second, and not worry about helping your worst enemy, the Republican, in that case. So that's the basic idea. Um, the way it works is if nobody, none of the candidates wins a majority in the first round, the last place candidate is eliminated, and the second choices on their ballots are transferred to their second choices. And then you count again. And as soon as somebody gets over 50%, a majority, they're declared the winner. And you can also do this in multi-member districts and get proportional representation. So, for example, we had, instead of 150 single-member districts for the state assembly, we could have 15 10-member districts. So the winning threshold would be about 10%. So you rank your choices as a voter, and the votes are transferred. Uh, from those that got over the winning threshold, their extra votes are transferred, and then the last place candidate is eliminated and their votes transferred. And you keep doing that until the 10 candidates get over the 10% threshold. And that way, each political viewpoint gets its proportional share of representation. And what it also does is eliminate the problem of gerrymandering, not just the spoiler problem that you have with winner-take-all elections from single-member districts, but also the gerrymandering problem, because it doesn't matter so much how you draw the district lines for, for a multi-member district, because you're going to get proportional representation. So that's the basic idea behind it. Now, in New York City, um, the voters did approve having uh, ranked choice voting for, for primaries, but not for Congress. And, and that became a big concern in the 10th congressional district down there in the uh, Democratic primary because a very wealthy corporate bank, you know, supported centrist won the election in a very progressive district with, um, I, I think, slightly over 20% of the vote. There were so many candidates winning. If they had a proportional representation, uh, a more progressive candidate would have uh, won. Why, why didn't New York City go all the way, both for, for Congress, but also why are they just limiting it, uh, just limiting it to primaries and not to general election? Well, I think to do it for Congress, it would have to be done at the state level. In the city, they limited it to primaries uh, because basically the Democrats ran the process of making this charter change. And I think they wanted to solve the problems of, you know, vote splitting. You just gave an example in that congressional race where the progressives split the vote. And a centrist who was a minority, you know, you know, most of the district wouldn't support, got in. So they did that for the primary. But then in the general election, I think they wanted to keep the door closed to the Green Party. Because then people could vote for us as their first choice. 
And I don't think the Democrats want the competition. So I think that's what happened in New York City. Ironically, New York City used to have proportional ranked choice voting from 1937 to 1945 for the city council. And that's when the first African-American was elected, Adam Clayton Powell Jr., or the third, whichever one it was, um, and the first woman elected to the city council. Because another thing proportional ranked choice voting does is it gives people who have been excluded, groups that have been excluded, ethnic minorities, women, uh, proportional representation if people want to vote for them. So uh, there's, you know, New York City hasn't even got back to where it was, you know, what, 80 years ago. Now, there are a few states which have approved um, ranked choice voting, you know, for congressional elections. Um, Maine has had it for a couple of years, even though the both parties tried to overthrow what the voters had put on on the ballot. But eventually the court said, no, you really do have to eventually listen to the voters. And Alaska this year was using uh, ranked choice voting for um, both the House and the Senate. Where do we stand in, in New York state in terms of actually getting the state legislature um, to agree to adopt ranked choice voting statewide? We actually now have three states. Nevada just approved it in this election. And ranked choice voting, going into 2020, there were only 24 jurisdictions in the country that used it. Coming out of this election, there are over 100. So this is a reform that's advancing quickly across the country. New York is behind. And, you know, our, a lot of our politicians say, you know, they're on the progressive cutting edge. Well, here's an opportunity. I think the first step in New York would be to have all statewide elections for the statewide offices, for the, you know, the executive offices for the state, governor, comptroller, attorney general, but also the U.S. senators in the presidential race. We could, you know, just a simple law passed by the legislature to do that. I think that's the first step in New York. Well, don't you have the problem with statewide races, however, in that the Democrats wrote the law, so it's almost impossible for any independent third party to get on the ballot? So it seems like ranked choice voting is less important with the statewide races because they've largely turned it into two-party races. Well, that's what I was just about to say, is you've got to have more than two candidates on the ballot in order to make ranked choice voting relevant, which means we got to have a reasonable ballot access law uh, like we had before 2020. It wasn't easy in New York State, but, you know, we did have, you know, five, six, seven, eight candidates for statewide offices. This year, it was only two. So that would have to accompany uh, a legislation for ranked choice voting. Now, is there legislation that has even moved out of any, you know, committee uh, in, um, you know, the state legislature or the chairs of the election law committees? Uh, have they been introducing bills? Are some of the, you know, so-called reform groups like Common Cause, Lewin Voters, NYPIRG, have they been promoting ranked choice voting? Uh, there's no law been introduced by any of the legislatures. We've been legislators. We've been talking to them, and I believe we can get a law introduced, a, a bill introduced for ranked choice voting, like I described, for all the statewide offices this coming session. Um, of the good government groups you mentioned, the League of Women Voters has been having a lot of discussion and endorsements of ranked choice voting in New York State. So that group uh, is 
you know, leading the charge in, in that direction among the good government groups. So um, how did these other states or municipalities, you say, was it close to 100 now have it? How did that come about? Uh, well, in a lot of cases, people want to get rid of the spoiler problem. And uh, it varies from state to state. There's, uh, there's well-funded groups, you know, with Silicon Valley money and other, you know, wealthy money that wants to use ranked choice voting so that extremists don't get the edge or minority supported candidates don't get the edge. Like in that congressional election, you talked about that primary or take the Republican presidential primary in 2016. I mean, Trump rarely got over 30% or 35% in the primaries, but those were winner take all primaries. So all the anti-Trump Republicans split the vote amongst themselves. And so Trump ended up winning the nomination, even though he never had majority support among the voters in the primaries. So that is a concern that has also motivated movements in these states. And another concern, and this is in uh, municipal level so far, is that ethnic minorities are excluded by winner-take-all elections, whether the elections are at-large in a city or district elections. So in the case of Albany, California, it was Asians that weren't getting represented. In uh, Desert Palm, California, it was Latinos. In, so, uh, so how we, we only have 20 seconds left. If people want more information, how do they do that? Fairvote.org is the best source to find out more about ranked choice voting and proportional representation. They have a lot of material on that website. Fairvote.org. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Howie Hawkins, and this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.